Sound down. You want to talk about the parking? Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Ready? Ready. Hey, everybody. That is Gary Smith. Oh. That is Kaz Kenny. Kapow! And I am Eddie Bramble, and this is episode 30 of the Blackwater's Edge podcast. Episode 30. Guys, we're getting along. That's the big 3 Eddie. That's almost as old as you, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> All right, guys, start us off with this week's fish report. Well, it's been uh, hazy, hot, and humid. It's supposed to get hot again this weekend, so uh, it's going to get tricky just like any other day of the year. So... Um, we're seeing some uh, snakeheads over 335 up in that area, of course. You know, just uh, pretty much catching fish everywhere. Uh, a few catfish here and there showing up. Of course, everybody's catching crabs while they're snakehead fishing, so that's always a bonus to take home. Uh, a couple dozen uh, crabs back to steam for you and your buddies just after catching some snakeheads. That's a hell of a meal where I'm from. Uh, a few white perch. Um, few uh eels i mean it's not too much in the refuge other than snakeheads snakeheads and snakeheads yeah. and a few bass so yeah. just keeping that real I'm just finding a cart for the cart blowers <laughs> right yeah. right right uh, i know gary today you got out there driving around today took uh, mr rick on a little ride and i know you was talking about you've seen so many carp out there oh. and shad it wasn't even funny shed carp and eagles man we got plenty of them <laughs> we just can't eat the eagles but you can eat just about everything else we <laughs> got so we're still pretty white so <laughs> right absolutely um let's see what else uh i mean that's pretty much about it on the salt side i mean we're seeing some uh drum a few drum a few black drum we're seeing some uh white perch we're seeing uh lots of stripers here and there some speckled trout we know they're everywhere the trout this year have just been phenomenal uh the hunger river is still on fire with trout slaughter creek madison bay little chop tank all them places are holding really really nice class of trout so uh don't be afraid to go out there and give them a try uh, Twister tails are really good. We've got some other lures here at the store that we've got specifically for trout that you can come and you can check out. Um, as far as snakeheads go, the best bite still seems to be on the inline spinners. You know, no matter what kind you're using, MEPS uh, preferably just because they, you know, they're sponsoring the podcast and we give them away. So uh, we know that a lot of people have been catching on the MEPS, especially our good friend Leroy. He keeps pounding away with them. So uh, that's good to see him and uh, his grandson. Um, this week, you know, we had some pretty special stuff happen for some of our crew here. You know, uh, we had Sean Russell. Um, oh yeah, uh, he did. He did a thing this week. You know, um, With his yeah. And um, good, Eddie. Why don't you tell me about what Sean Russell did? Well, Sean, uh, I think they say it's the first on record. Uh, that's what they're saying. Yeah, I the think so. Yeah, the yet. first first one on record. First uh, blowgun on 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 a ray. So on a stingray. So. so so this could be a new world record for yeah. Sean. This is something big for him. Very and cool. uh, you know, it's really cool because we've watched Sean kind of come up from the beginning, you know, coming Absolutely. here and, and getting a start here and kind of uh teaching him a few things. So uh it's really good to see some of our guys, you know, uh, successfully moving forward in the industry and with what with what they're doing. Um you know, we've had a lot of big things happen here this week for us, uh, which we'll get into later in the podcast uh, as far as with some politicians, some things that are going on here with the parking and other things like that. But as far as fishing goes, it's pretty much what it's been the last couple weeks to a month, uh, pretty much same everything. Uh, we are seeing a few uh, fish down, you know, the Hooper's Island area off, off the causeway there, you know. We're seeing some few croaker I'm hearing are showing up. That's good uh, to hear. I don't want to get too uh, too excited about that, but that is confirmed. There have been a few croaker that have been caught here in the nets, not very big, you know, four to six inches, but just the simple fact that we now see them coming back into the equation right behind what we're seeing with these speckled trout 
is kind of the same thing that we saw 15, 20 years ago when we had that massive croaker run come. So maybe this is something building up over the next course of a year or two, and maybe we're going to see them come back. We already are seeing the return of those drum that reproduced last year here. Uh, we're seeing them in the nets. I know that Damien, you know, he's down there potting, and he's seeing lots of spot, lots of little baby red drum, some little baby black drum. Uh, so that's just, I mean, little baby speckled trout. I mean, just a lot of stuff in the bait, you know, that, that we're catching to sell. And uh, so just some of the stuff that we're seeing here is really, really cool. I mean, a lot of people talk about water quality, water quality, water quality. And I think, if anything, this says that the water quality here on the eastern shore is, is definitely looking better. It's getting better. And um, the quality of the fish that we're seeing is getting better each year here the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. maybe it's that time for a little flip in what we've seen. You know what right. I mean? Look at the clarity of the water. Yeah. yeah. Very, big, oh, my God. Big yeah. difference. Still clear. I mean, a lot of grass this year that we haven't seen. I mean, a lot of I've seen a lot of oysters in a lot of places. I haven't seen any oysters for a little bit, you know, so that's right. a good thing to see, too. So, anyway, just come on down, bring your rod, bring your cooler, uh, and bring your belly because uh, you'll catch enough fish to go back and fill that thing when you get home and you're hungry. So, that's where I'm at with the fishing report. All right. So, this week we've got Ricky A. Ben from Friends of Blackwater. How you doing, Ricky? Great, great. Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. A little about myself. Let's see. Well, I was uh, born and raised in Anne Arundel County, right across the Bay Bridge, and uh, I had a 30-year year career with the federal government. And uh, Actually, I guess uh, during that time when I was growing up, my, my brothers got me over here in Dorchester County, and I've been, well, now I live here, but I've been coming here for, let's see, I don't know, 55 years or so, <laughs> something like that. So I just kind of fell in love. They were the first ones to take me to Blackwater Refuge. and, and uh, Your brother was? Yep. That's brought, good. They brought so me down here. you were three here. months old first time you came over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they brought me down here hunting, and uh, then I ended up buying buying my own property. And uh, so it's uh, – I've now that I've actually uh, – well, I've retired a little early. I, I retired when I was 48, and uh, – so I've been living here for 22 years now, and uh, got to do a lot of volunteer work. Of course, the Friends of Blackwater is, I guess I'm going to say my favorite, or one of my favorites, because I, I also volunteer on the Dorchester County uh, uh, Tree, uh, yeah, Dorchester County Forestry Board, and I'm also on the, the uh, Maryland Tree, Fo- Tree Farm Committee. Very good. I'm chair of that, so you're pretty involved. You must stay pretty busy. Very busy. <laughs> Rick, tell Always. us about your about your place. What you do with it? Well, your, our our farm uh, is uh, in Madison, Maryland. Right for those of you who know where the Madison campground is, and what was the restaurant there. My farm's right across the highway, and uh, it's 106 acres, and uh, half of it we're growing timber, and uh, the other half is in, in crops. Uh, which I don't do that farming. We, we lease that out. But uh, uh, my wife and I, Kathy, uh, we, we do a lot of forestry and, and wildlife management. And um, got all kind of nesting box programs going on for bluebirds and, and uh, wood ducks. And uh, so our farm has really become a, a, sh- a showcase for, as far as a tree farm goes. Uh, we've been been managing it for for quite a while now, we actually got involved in the American tree farm system uh, in 1989. 
Uh, so it's what 31 years ago. For those unfamiliar with the tree farm system, it's it's really all about uh, sustainable forestry. You look at a tree farm sign, and on the four sides of it is it's wood, water, wildlife, and recreation, and that's the things we're trying to do with our farm. And uh, so we're in using the farm. Uh, we're big on not just the hunting and fishing and and wildlife photography that we we love to do both of us, uh, but conservation education. Uh, we've had hundreds and I can't even tell you how many hundreds of people have toured our farm by the busload. We've even had delegations from China coming to see oh, how wow. how wow. we do our yeah. forestry. It's cool. So it's it's a it's a lot of fun. So, so how did you get involved in, in into that? Yeah, that was business? what I was wondering. How to have what, what drove you? What drove you to that? Well, like I said, my my brothers brought me down here for the hunting part, and and when I bought the place there in Madison, it was really just to have my own place to hunt. But it had timber on it, and I knew I had to take care of it. And I didn't know a darn thing about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I worked with computers most of my life, so. Uh, but what I ended up doing, I, I took some correspondence courses using my, my veterans' benefits. And it got me pointed in the right direction, and I ended up going to the Soil Conservation Service and, and our county forester. And it just, for probably years, I went to them constantly looking for help. And there's lots of free help out there, I'm going to tell you that. Uh, and eventually, my, you know, my place evolved, and it's now kind of a showcase. Whenever the forester has a tour going on in Anne Arundel County, he says, hey, can I bring these folks to your place? Wow, <laughs> that's great. So it's, well, you also have an Airbnb, or Airbnb, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we use part of, part of our home uh, for a bed and breakfast. And uh, that, you know, we, we kind of we're looking at it as, as just a way of additional income. Uh, it, it's a kind of, it was built kind of like a, a in-law suite. So, but it's, but it's all private. Um, but our guests have the whole use of the farm and they can fish in the pond or walk the trails, do wildlife photography. That's cool. Uh, and it's, it's really been cool. We, it's been a blessing to us. We've met so many people. We've got invitations to Paris and <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! I mean, I mean, that's kind of like the coolest thing Jeremy. about the whole Eastern Shore aura. You know what I mean? Just, yep. just the kindness, the the, the yeah. way we help each other, and the way that we just want to pass <clears throat> on what we learn to to new people. You know, yeah. um, I guess that we we definitely want to tell the folks out there that hey, if you're coming down here to Dorchester County and and you need a place to sleep and you want to. You know, check out some things that you may have never seen before. I mean, Rick and 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 all those people over there will, will, will show you everything you need to see. I mean, if you want to do some, like he's saying, wildlife photography, and if if you've never snakehead fished and you want to come, I'm sure he could help point you in the right direction of you know where you can come talk to somebody about snakeheads or something <laughs> like that. You know, so uh, so yeah, so this this is really cool because this is like a. The, 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 I was telling Eddie before the show. I think the coolest thing about the whole podcast is we're we're opening doors to things that people have never seen and like this whole tree farm thing is kind of like new to me just sitting here listening to you talk about it so i think i think the neatest part is not only are are, are we are we doing a good thing here with the show but i mean rick even just said it, education you know mm-hmm. you know reaching out to the public and, and sharing with people you know education opportunity yeah right. I mean, oh, it, is. Yeah. it is it's you know it's, it's like this week I, i've had a great week this week I, I, i've got a good job and i've got a better hobby 
I mean, this week, Monday morning, uh, I met... Uh, Which hobby is this? Marsha, Marcia, the manager of Blackwater, met her. I ever took her out, and we toured the Blackwater. She'd never been back by river. She'd been some of the spots by land, but we went all the way back to, to the weir. And this morning, I met Rick and Kathy, and we did the same thing. That's can't beat that, man. No. I mean, we see 12, 15 eagles a day, probably. Oh, easily. Yeah. So, 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 so back to like this whole little tree farm thing and this this Airbnb thing. So, so when the people come to to visit you, like we know you like to do the, the wildlife photography and all that kind of stuff too. What what is the one thing that you want people that come to to stay at your 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 bed and breakfast, or they come and spend time with you? What is the one thing that you want people to leave? from you with you know what i mean like like well, what, what, it, what what is most important to you i guess like when you're when you're when you're sharing with somebody here about the property and the trees and the cycle what do you want that person to leave from you with you know what, well what, i'm i'm basically a, a forest and wildlife enthusiast so but most people come here you know that this whole area <laughs> i mean people come to relax yeah people come with like interests that we have uh, and, and and also kayakers, uh, bicyclists, uh, Iron Man, uh, Eagle Man, uh, you know it's just hunters, fishermen. We've got quite a few folks that that come for the hunting and fishing, and, and uh, so it's we we give them a, a taste of what we live with every day. You yeah. know? And, and it's a lot of people come, and it's interesting because they they come in and they. It's, oh, we're going to get up early. We're going to do this, 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 and this. It doesn't happen. Right. Love the cop. They come crawling out. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I just went out and watched the sunrise. Hey, let's hop back in bed for another two hours before we do anything today. <laughs> oh, I've had yeah. people come down and say that they can't sleep because there's not enough noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so our, our, our place is called Madison Nature Getaway. Uh, and that, the website is madisonnaturegetaway.com. And you can also look that up on, on Airbnb. And and uh, to find us, and it's we have a good time. We've we've got a, some of the wildlife photography that we've done there on the farm is is on the site. Yeah, and uh, th- that brings brings people out. One of the things I love uh, mainly about the farm is the fact that that we get so many wood ducks in the spring. I I love the, the wood ducks, and um, it's just phenomenal in the springtime. I I get. I might get sixty to a hundred wood ducks in my pond oh, at wow. one time, you know. So that must mean you not you don't have many snakeheads in your ponds then. No snakeheads yet. <laughs> oh, it was, it was funny. It was funny this morning when we left and we're headed out and we we get nowhere and we see eagles. So <laughs> get nowhere. I stop and Miss Kathy has a has a little like a handbag, you know, a little beach baggy thing, and, and uh, she reaches down in there, and it's like the Carvana effect. I don't know if you've ever seen that magic. So she reaches in and she pulls out this camera that's four feet long. <laughs> How'd she do that? And then she goes whoop, and it goes right back in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a plug in. That was my that was my birthday present. It's that's a, a nice present. It's a Nikon P one thousand. it zoom is one lens. It zooms from I think thirty four millimeter to three thousand millimeter. Oh wow! And it's just we. We've got some awesome, awesome pictures with it. No doubt, that's fantastic. Well, what, what is your favorite thing to 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 take pictures of? Probably the ducks. The ducks. Well, we, I mean, we take. We have this motto: if if it, <laughs> I forget the exact words. If it walks, flies, crawls, slithers, 
it's fair game, you know. We don't. <laughs> we'll take pictures of snakes and dragonflies and deer and turkeys, and we got some awesome turkey pictures this year. That's good. I think I think one of the neatest birds that I see here is probably the indigo buntings. I don't know what it is about those birds. Yeah. But those birds have always intrigued me since I think it was probably Wayne, you know, because we we had a pair that nested on Button's Neck right outside of the trail that we had there on the hunting property. And uh he would sit there for hours and just watch these birds. And and I never really got it or understood it until one they're day. Birds. You know, they're actually black. Well, I don't know much about them. What I do know is that I didn't feel what he felt looking at those birds at that time. Yeah. And then a time came, I want to say, like, it was weeks after that. He wasn't there. I was there by myself. I was sitting on the porch, and I just had to look over in that bush, and I saw the two of them. And I just watched them for, like, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 minutes, but it seemed like forever. And, you know, I'd, I'd watch the one get down and open its wings on the pavement, you know, trying to flush a bug, you know, or scare a bug, and then the bug would move, and you'd see it grab the bug, and it would fly back into the bush. And I think what it was was the depth of that blue that I saw yeah. that day because the sun was behind me instead of in front of me like it had been so many times. And when the sun was behind me and I looked out ahead in the light and saw that blue kind of shimmer, I was yeah. like, wow. Oh, they're, they're, they're gorgeous. I mean, right now, we, there's so many flowers out right now. Yeah. We've got, uh, uh, well, the indigo bunting, of course, the blue grosbeaks beaks and scarlet tanagers yeah. uh, coming, coming into our bird bath almost every afternoon. So it's, it's just a... A cool thing to watch. We saw it was a kingbird today in, in yeah. his nest. That's yeah, kind of neat. Yeah, and then he went to his nest. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I hope that picture tur- turns out okay. So, 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 mm. so was that was that your coolest thing you took a picture of today? What was the coolest thing you think you today? got a picture of today? Uh, well, he showed us the, a lot of the beaver damage. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we so didn't see the beaver, but we <laughs> saw where he'd him. been. <laughs> so, yeah. Poor old beaver trying to figure out what's wrong with him. He's he's, yeah, he's trying dropping. to build a dam. And there's only trees on one side of the creek. So he can't go over to the other side, you know, and drop trees <laughs> from both sides. So, uh. so what he's done, he's dropped them all the long way. They either fall over into the woods or down the path. He just dropped nothing in the river. And he's got probably, what, yeah. 20, 20, 25 trees down, and he's done. He's killed another hundred. <laughs> he's working twice Chewing as all hard. the way around him. Yeah. But he's just, yeah, he's got a little dam that sticks out about three feet from the side of the creek out. How, how big are the trees up. that he's eating? Uh, oh. Well, most about 10 inch in diameter. Still, probably that's a big ones ass there. tree, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh he's, he's having a blast. Yeah, he's, but he's dropping them the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was pre- that was pretty cool. So, so, so. so, so the forestry, the tree farm thing. So do you, do you, so like, like I know like, just from coming here for so many years, you know, like you rotate areas and you cut areas and you regrow areas. So is that something that you guys do with that property there? Like I've seen right. like some of the other places on 16 where they say this area designated, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Yep. I, that design, uh, the sign that's right there across from Emily's Produce when yes. they cut that, I, I designed that sign to tell people what's going to happen there. Oh, oh wow. Cool. Okay. Because people were calling the forestry office saying, what's going on? Are yeah. they building houses? And, yeah. you know, they were worried to death. Well, I'm glad you did so. that because I'm one of the people that stopped and read that sign. So, you <laughs> know, <laughs> I, I received an education from that sign also. You Rick, know? also, yeah. when you're going back to trails in, in Blackwater River, the green and purple yeah. trails, yeah. he did he did those signs too. He was telling me, that's yeah. one of my G's up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because he actually did the signs out here in front of the store too. Yeah. For oh. if he didn't, when, yeah. when it, Ed still had the place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So so yeah. let's let's talk about hunting. You said you like hunting. What what do you like to hunt? 
I'm now I mainly I mainly just deer hunt. Uh, I I used to really be involved with duck hunting and goose hunting, and uh, I'm slowing down. <laughs> and I, I think going. I was gonna, I was going to ask it if you're like one of my uncles. They're too pretty to shoot nowadays. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, that's just his yeah. excuse because he's slowing down. No, I'm just no I mean I, I love to watch him. I love to photograph him, but I love to eat him. That's <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So, but I, I think as far as the the, the waterfowl and, and the dove hunting, I, I, I had the, the great fortune of being able to go to Argentina on, yeah. a, on a trip oh, several cool. years back and. Uh, that, that just kind of spoiled me to come back and only be able to shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's I've like seen some of them on plane. top there. <laughs> instead, of, instead of, I don't know, it was four of us shooting 5,000 doves, you know. Yeah, did you do any deer hunting when you were over there at all or just duck hunting? No, just duck hunting and, and uh, dove hunting and, and a, a little bird they have a, called a perdi, like a pheasant kind of bird. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was an awesome trip. But same with the ducks. I mean, we, we shot 500 ducks and couple days you eating ducks for five years <laughs> fortunately the local people were, were clearly ready to take them you know nothing went to waste that's, that's always important that, oh yeah that, that I makes all difference i don't shoot anything we're not going to make sure it gets eaten yep so. so 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 what attracted you to deer hunting what about deer hunting do you i mean what, what's your favorite part of that hunt just the whole thing of just being out there and listening to the whole world wake up you know, it's it's a. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Listen to the world wake up. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a really good way of describing it. Even if it. you don't see anything, and I was, yeah. trust me, I've spent my share of days <laughs> in, a, in a deer stand. Not alone there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, and and then when you you do shoot a deer, that's then the work starts. You know, but uh, it it's uh, you know, I I just really enjoy nature, and you never know what you're going to see when you're out there in the woods. So it, it's uh, you know, I've, I've I've got my I, my my wife says I'm living my dream right now because <laughs> you are you are <laughs> living most of our dreams and, I, and I'm I'm kind of getting getting lazy because we you know we've we've got, got deer stands all over the farm and. My deer stands right out behind my barn. <laughs> <laughs> that's not lazy. That's just working smarter. That's all. Not harder. And I shot a nice white tail and a nice sucker out of that stand. There you go. No, what, nothing lazy about that at all, then. What uh, so, do you have a memorable hunt? Oh, a memorable hunt. I don't know. I'd, or, or, I'd say, or one that's up there, you know? Like well, I just, I'd say probably deer, a bear hunting. In Canada with my father. Oh wow! Let's uh, hear about just, that. Uh, oh, it's, it's lots of flies. That <laughs> I've <laughs> seen that before. That kinda, I've seen that, that kind of sticks in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have the rifle refinished because of whatever the insect repellent I got from Sunny Surplus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story already. <laughs> Ate the finish right Yeah, that's not it. the thing to buy <laughs> discount. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's like the the head nets were not quite enough, you know. People warn you about the flies up there, and, and uh, but, uh, I mean it's just the scenery. We we camped right up on a, on a lake, and every anything that wanted to, you wanted cold, you just stuck out in the water. Yeah, and, I mean, it's in in July, but the water was still pretty cold. No doubt, <laughs> you didn't go swimming. That's for sure. Did you come in so, with a bear? Uh, the second year I did. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So. so you're also part of the Friends of Blackwater. Yes. So uh, why, why don't you tell us about some of the projects you've worked on for the Friends? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit 
the friends uh, they've been around since 1987, and the, it's a it's a nonprofit that supports the refuge. Um, so I've been involved with it since 2005, um, and we, we look at, at a lot of the uh, things that the refuge doesn't really have money in their budget to do. They they look to us to figure out how to come up with it and get get the project done. Um, we raise a lot of money through both through memberships, and donations. Uh, we've had bequests and wills. Uh, we seek a lot of grants. Um, so, and and it's the bigger projects. They they need they need grant support. And uh, I'm just going to put a plug in there. Our Dorchester Tourism Office has been fantastic in helping us out uh, in, in that area. Uh, lately, and we've had a lot of support from many organizations over the years. Um, and I, I would, say, and I don't know the exact number right now, but I'd say since in, I've been involved with the board, I'm I'm gonna say we have probably probably come up with close to two million dollars for refuge support. That's fantastic. That tell, tell us about some of the projects that yeah. you've done, because I think I, I didn't yeah. know until we talked about this before. That's pretty amazing to me. Well, yeah, well, yeah. One other thing, we were just talking about that the, the weir that they're on Parsons Creek. Uh, we actually got a grant to help do that. Uh, it was, uh, I think, Doug Whittington put that thing in there, and it was to try to keep that salt water from from getting back behind the into the gooses. And and all, Gary was telling me about all the the lily pads and everything used to be back there, yeah. which, which you know, it's kind of. Kind of everything gone there now, and that as far as freshwater uh, goes, um, but uh, those kinds of things. Uh, the there's a, a pier on the uh, Marsh Edge Trail. Uh, we we were responsible for getting that pier replaced uh, several years ago. The education building. If you go through into the Wildlife Drive, the big building on the right. The friends got grants to do that, and we handed the refuge the keys and. Uh, that was back in 2007 we did that and ever since then we've had a an educational program where all the fourth and sixth graders in dorchester county come out to the refuge spend the day out there and uh, we have a curriculum set up that's tied in with their their science programs and the friends whatever these kids need we provide all the bus transportation uh they need boots sains gps units Binoculars, whatever, the friends buzz it. Uh, so that that's a, a big part of what we do is environmental education to with the refuge. Uh, we've also have a, a scholarship program for uh, college students in uh, majoring in environmental sciences. Um, and right now we've, I think we started that in 2011, and uh, we've just we've just upped their our game a little bit this year. We're giving out three. We used to give three scholarships, up to three. It was a three thousand, a two thousand, and a one thousand. And now we are giving three three thousand dollar scholarships out every year. Fantastic! And, uh, did a little did a little camera project too, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say also uh, the refuge gets interns every year. Uh, usually the the refuge has money to get a couple 
this year the friends started or last year the friends started putting up uh i think it's about nine grand to get an intern there for the summer and uh nice. so it's you know whatever the refuge we can do to increase their their capability to do things for the public uh the, the public experience is what we're really looking to to improve and uh so yeah, uh, one of the big things, especially, uh, I will say, I guess during this COVID period, where people weren't really able to get out a whole lot. Uh, I, I will say the the wildlife drive this whole time, uh, the wildlife drive has been open, and the trails, except for the Marsh Edge Trail, uh, because of a nesting uh, eagle pair and a heron rookery back in there. But a lot of people that couldn't get to the refuge. Uh, have been going on our webcams. We we've got a an osprey camera, an eagle camera, and a waterfowl camera, and uh, so that, that's uh, it's been awesome. That's uh, fantastic. We, we yes. haven't been having a whole lot of success. The birds, you know, it's nature. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I'll they, say they just like play hardball. <laughs> yeah, we we've had a, a an osprey nest camera since like two thousand and one, and. Uh, few years ago the friends actually paid to get wi-fi uh high-speed internet into the refuge and uh we we provide the wi free wi-fi in the visitor center uh, we pay for that every every month uh, but it also gave us the capability to have online streaming of of the cameras and uh, that was our main reason for for doing it so, so we put this new system on the osprey cam and uh we haven't had a successful osprey nesting since. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that particular cam, uh, we've had eagles that, that like to dine there every morning and bring their fish there. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I mean, we've seen all kinds of herons, uh, turkey vultures. It's definitely cool uh, are, are you are you, are you seeing more, more eagles eating snakeheads and things like that now they, on they, the platforms? I've never actually seen them bring a snakehead up. No. No, usually it's... Something shinier, <laughs> uh, but uh, and I've really been surprised to see that how many deer pass under these cameras. Mm -hmm. uh, you can look at some of the. Our webmaster has put some videos together, and, and you can go on uh, friendsofblackwater.org and and get to our our cameras. And uh, it's it's some some pretty. There's a lot of cool stuff there. I, I I like poking around on this <clears throat> site and just every now and then going in there and looking at stuff. Oh yeah, and there's one. I think there's one where it was like five or six sick of deer just passing right underneath the camera. It was yep. fantastic to see. That was yep. a really good one. Yeah. So uh, last year, the Eagles had stopped using their our Eagle Cam, <clears throat> so we we've been kind of looking around for another nest. They stopped using the nest and. Uh, 2017 or 18. So uh, last year we we found a nest that's maybe unfortunately a little close to, to Key Wallace Drive, and, and uh, but they hatched two eaglets out of it. So we went ahead and, and we got a grant from from Dorchester Tourism Office, and we we put a new camera system on this new nest. We actually we have two cameras, one above the nest. And one that's in a tree, a little beside it, so we could have two views. The eagles change nests. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
camera shot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then we had a a, a pair of uh, owls. <clears throat> yes. And, and these great horned owls, and they started coming to the nest every day, and and we were, man, we were all excited. And then in I think it's February the seventh, we had a really bad storm, and uh, the, the female owl left the nest right in the height of it, and we don't know if she she just got slammed into a tree or mm. whatever happened, something happened to her. And the male was coming back for several nights, bringing food to the nest during the night, but she never did come back. Hmm. So, but. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of eagles. We're, we haven't given up hope. Uh, Kathy and I were over the, on the wildlife drive last month and uh, on a real windy day, and we, we counted 20 eagles just riding around the wildlife drive. Okay. So, And we know we've uh, some of the, the nests that are along the drive, we know we've, we've hatched, one of them hatched three eaglets this year, um, and or fledged three eaglets. Um, another one had two. I think another one had two. I'm not sure on that one. But so there's there's going to be lots of eagles around, oh, yeah. and we're hoping there was just some eagles in the our eagle cam nest the other day. So that's good news. We we talk about it all the time how many how much the eagles have taken off here in probably the past fifteen twenty yeah. years. Yeah. We saw yeah. a couple nests today, one in particular. That time you couldn't put it in a pickup. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's huge. <clears throat> well, just keep send me a GPS coordinate because if I ever lose my place, mm-hmm. I might be able to set up yeah. camp in that thing. Too big for yeah. Amazon to ship. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, so, you know, as far as projects, that, I mean, all of the, the all of the walking trails, that, that was all done with grants by the Friends Group. Uh, the, the water trails, we, I mean, it's like 25 miles of water trails, the, the green trail, the purple trail, and the orange trail. Um the purple trail is kind of probably kind of boring. There's a lot of open waters because of the sea level rise. All the it's kind of the path is kind of straightened out now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we we just the the signs Gary was talking about. We have a, a G's that are painted green and P's that are painted purple and O's that are painted orange uh, to to mark those trails. And uh, looking out there today, I'm wanna I wanna improve that a little bit on the green trail at least um but uh new signage um but you know everything a lot of people go to the to the refuge and they go in the visitor center and just just and just see everything around there and yeah. it's like wow look what the government did and it's <laughs> it's, it's it's i'm glad i'm glad you're clarifying <laughs> well, that but, but you know it's like like you said you build the building you give them the keys you guys don't take credit you're not yeah. doing it for for glory <clears throat> oh no you're doing it for conservation no. and right and then there's, I mean, there's a lot of things that that get done at the refuge. I don't know how they get done exactly, but we we just last uh, two years ago, I guess, we we paid to have the the handicapped door openers put on the refuge visitor center. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how they didn't do that while it was being built. Right. You know? you'd, right. Yeah, you'd think something like that would be standard in the plans. Code or, or something, something. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in the code. And they changed the design on the on the visitor front center front door. Uh, and, and then we we paid to put ice shields up on the roof because now it's a flat roof coming towards the the sidewalk and <laughs> just but uh, there's just lots of things that and the the beneficial insect garden out back mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, we maintain that every year and, and, and the volunteers 
at Blackwater are just awesome. I mean, it's just uh, they they figured out. I think last year it was over ten thousand hours, something like that. it was like wow. five over five five and a half full time employees is what that uh, the wow. value of that was. How wow. many how many volunteers do you guys normally work with? Uh, you know what? I don't I don't know the answer to that. I mean, we, we have friends volunteers, and then we have refuge service volunteers, right. and a lot of us wear both. Both hats, <laughs> you know. It's it's a, as far as the friends uh, group itself, our fundraising involves a, a ladies' wild goose chase, and we need like forty or fifty volunteers just to put that thing on. Uh, but the, I mean, the service volunteers in general. There's, I don't know. It's it's probably. Well, I don't want to give a number because I'm sure it's going to be wrong. <laughs> but uh, Michelle Whitbeck is the volunteer coordinator at the refuge keeps track of all their hours and and, and then what we normally do is is have a, a friends a volunteer uh dinner an awards dinner and and they give certificates out for certain milestones of, of oh, number cool. hours and, and the friends pays for the dinner and um one of the other things which of course that got canceled this year because of covid along one, with everything else <laughs> one of the other things we do uh is uh we have a friend's volunteer appreciation dinner, a crab feast, and we usually do that over at the Harriet Tubman State Park. And uh, like we're, we're going to be canceling that this year. It's usually in October. Mm. Uh, so, and that uh, the I'll, I'll just mention the the pond there behind the Harriet Tubman. It's it's a the friends used to. We have a kids fishing derby we've been doing since like uh, 2003, every first Saturday in June. And uh, again, it got canceled this year. But uh, the friends for years would stock that pond there behind the state park, and and the kids would come out, and it, it's just really, really gratifying seeing ki- uh, kids out there with their parents or grandparents, and some of them fishing for the first time. So we we caught our first snakehead in there about three years ago, <laughs> and then uh, I think the year before last we didn't catch hardly anything. But we we did stop stocking the pond. We're not going to waste money feeding right. feeding the snakeheads. Uh, so, last year, just about everything we caught was was snakeheads. So um, I, I I helped last year with the DNR for their Fourth of July event that yeah. we put in over there at the yeah. Tubman site, oh, and we goodness. used the pond. <clears throat> and I think Eddie came over for that for a short time, and I did a little bit of a seminar there for the crowd to teach them how to you know talk about how to catch them, and. I was blown away at how many snakeheads we caught in. It was only yeah. a few hours that we did oh this thing. It was like four hours. I'm I more think. blown away by how many people missed in that pond. Yeah. My God, that pond is loaded up. I mean, and, and, yeah. and I think that the best thing was you've said it a million times. The kid that got that big mm-hmm. when that little kid, you know. It was a nine pound snakehead. Yeah, it was like nine, ten pounds. But, but I, you know, he, yeah. he was there before the show and listened to me talk. And he came over and he's walking by me and I says, Man, he goes, can I just tell you the story? I said, sure. So I got down on my knees, and I, he sat there, and he never, ever let that nine-pound fish touch the ground, man. Yeah, yeah. He just stood there for that whole 20-minute conversation telling me about how the line hit the water, and it went down his brother. The line, the rod went in, was getting ready to go over, and his, he went, his brother saw it, and he grabbed it and jumped on it before he went splashing in the water and swimming with the snakeheads, and they were going to eat him. And, you know, I mean, that that's what that's exactly. what I love about that kind of stuff, you know. I can't wait till next year. 
I can't. That's, that's oh, yeah. We know those fish are growing. <laughs> and and to see a kid come up with a, a, a fish that's half as, half yeah. as long that's as That's how it was with him. Yeah, he's just sitting the whole time. He's, he's shaking like his holding him. Like, you want to put your fish down? Oh, no, I'm not putting it down at all. I'm holding it. You know? <laughs> the, fish, the fish was as tall as he was. It was oh, just crazy oh, to see. And it, was, it was really nice. The last, the last one we had, uh, one of our volunteers, if, if people wanted, she was actually going ahead and, and flying. Yeah. Filleting the fish if they That'd wanted cool. to take them home, and yeah, yeah. and uh, cause she's I think she's gone and she's up in Pennsylvania, but we're hoping she comes back for that. So, but uh, yeah, any anything we can do that to, to help with the kids. And, yeah, if we can fishing. help with anything like that, let us know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, sure. we'd be more than happy to pitch in on something like so that. Any of those big projects, and we were we were talking about the, the access and and uh, the refuges. Trust me, they are working on trying to do something to alleviate the parking oh yeah problems and and, and and i think they're they're trying to do some stuff to try to to help with the control of the snakeheads by maybe possibly opening up some new areas for us too mm-hmm. so that's that's i think that's like the biggest i think that, that that's the biggest kapow out of all of it you know that 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 it so long has gone by that they haven't really given anybody this kind of access. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it's never been no. requested. <clears throat> right. right. And, and, no. and the fact that they're willing to, to give us the opportunity to, to, to or give us the chance to, to show them that, that, that we are responsible enough to, to uh, take on the acquisition of any extra area that they would allow us to use, you know? So I think, I think the biggest thing here that Blackwater wants to see is they want to see a commitment, not just from, from the locals, but from the anglers that are coming here visiting too, you know, I and, mean, and not just a commitment to the fish, but a commitment to, to the, the community, taking care of the community, taking yeah. care of these, whatever spot they decide to open up, yeah. and make sure it stays clean. Yeah, keep your trash with you. I mean, all of this is very important. Right. They're, they're trying yeah. to do their best to help out here, and like like Ricky said, they're trying to alleviate yeah. the parking issues yeah. while opening up more access to snakeheads. Well, you know, there's a lot of federal parks that you go into, like, mm-hmm. well, Grand Canyon and all that, any of the parks out there, and it's zero footprint. You inventory going in and you inventory coming out, yeah. and you better have more than what you went in with yeah. <laughs> when you come back. You know, and it's just, it. I don't know what it takes to impress upon people of that fact. But, you know, take your own trash out. Yeah. Take your all of it. Not I always say, if you didn't bring your mother, your maid, take it with you. Yeah. Well, and not just your own trash, but 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 if you see somebody else's trash there, you pick that up too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just today, right, riding back to river, what we see, fifteen, twenty at least deer stands, old wooden ones, mm-hmm. man. I mean, some of them out on the points and stuff. Oh, yeah. just no in the marsh. I mean, there's oh, a okay. scaffold out in the middle of the marsh. Yeah, yeah, I saw <laughs> that. I did, scaff, that. I did see know? that. I did see that. But I mean, that's that's what you do, and and everybody. Brings your stuff out there, but nobody ever comes and gets it and hauls it out of I mean, there. How do, how do you? I mean, I saw that scaffold. How how in the heck do you even get those kind of panels back there? One, like that? one piece at a time, one man. Piece at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Johnny Cash building his Cadillac. Right, one right, piece at a time. Right, right, right. But uh, it's. I think it goes beyond even just anglers. I mean, just just as human beings. I mean, you can ride down any side road with no access to anybody sure. water, and you're going to find trash on the side of the road. Yeah. And 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 that's a problem, and we need to fix that somehow. Well, I think one way to fix that is to let's go ahead and put that up there right there right now. So if anybody wants that shirt, right, all you got to do is in the comments, right, I want that shirt. Right, let's get back to the program. <laughs> so, so, so fishing-wise, what, 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 what do you like to catch here? What do you go fishing for when you do go fishing? Mostly rock. Rockfish. Let me ask you this. Have you had a chance to eat the snakeheads? Oh, yeah. So what, what do you it. think of that? 
Love it. Have, have, what, do you, what, do, what is your favorite way that you've had it? It's just fried. Fried. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think or, Ricky's answer. Fried. Yeah, that's right. I think Ricky's answer is so yeah. typical of people in Dorchester County before snakeheads. If you were yeah. going fishing, you're going rock fishing. Right. That's, that's, all, yeah. that's what you're oh, going yeah. for. Number one fish. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I mean, years ago, we, I'd rather catch a croaker than a rock yeah. fish. Yeah. yeah. You know, but. Yeah. Yeah, that whole croaker fishery did definitely change a lot. That's for yeah. sure. What uh, what kind of pro what kind of projects are is is the friends working on now? Is there anything that you guys got in the works now that you might want to talk about or mention? Well, we we uh, I guess what not well they're talking about we got a couple of things that that we want help with and and they're kind of in the planning stages. Uh, we would just, we did, there's other things that need to happen. Some of the trails, uh, the the Tubman Trail. Down uh, so hip roof, hip roof. Yeah, down hip roof. It is so wet, and, and it's yeah. wet a good part of the year because of well, what's, it, what's that beaver? Oh, yeah. Beaver Dam Creek. Oh, coming hip roof area is wet a good part of the year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if any of you been down there, I don't know. I've, there was a, a a boardwalk put through the woods there on part of that. I, I yes, was. I've, I've I've been there several times. I've, I've kind of helped. Well, mainly engineered that, and had had some youth conservation corps kids helping me, as well as some other uh, front or Blackwater volunteers. But uh, that ended up being, a, I think, like a hundred and twenty yards long, and then you stepped off into the water because oh, wow. <laughs> it's just it's just it's wet. So there's a on the other end of it where the old roadway goes goes around. Uh, we're trying to figure out how we can really do something to maybe get some fill back in there. Uh, but you can't take any heavy equipment in there. It's just too, they'd never make it. It's, yeah. uh, we, we haven't. It would be astronomical to cost a stone for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same way with a lot of their hunting trails. You know, you can, you can walk yeah. them, but the, the parking access is minimal because it's, it's just, you know. Yeah. So that's, you know, it might be a, a project that might just end up, I don't know what's going to happen with it yet. I mean, it's up to the refuge if they want to try to work on that and really build it up. What's the best value for the bucks that we right. give them? Right. Because uh, it's not going to be a cheap, cheap thing. Never is. And how long, <laughs> the thing is, how long is it going to last? Right. So, but uh, they, they also want to redo the second floor on the visitor center. Uh, we, the friends actually got grants to put that second floor up there where the observatory right. and, and the library are. And uh, they want to redo the displays up there, and it's, it's going to be a, a big project. Um, we we uh, we just finished uh, extending one at the Woods Trail uh, there on the Wildlife Drive. It's uh, well, it used to be about a half a mile. Now we extended it from. It's now about a mile. Oh, good. Uh, so if you if you take the outer loop, you're going to cross over some some bridges, new bridges. Uh, we actually we cut and pre-drilled everything at my house, and uh, we loaded it all on a gator and took it over there one one bridge at a time and <laughs> and uh, carried them back in the woods and, and built them. Um, we've got two more to do. We're going to redo the original bridges. Uh, that's that's coming up whenever I get time. <laughs> and, and the bugs aren't so bad. Uh, <laughs> those trails are best. Tr 
Best traveled when the bugs aren't That's bad. right. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Got best, flame. best time is like February. <laughs> They're best yeah. traveled with a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you were talking about the, the, well, we, I think we can mention that uh, one of the things the refuge is looking at is a, a fishing pier. Uh, and it's going to be near that parking lot where the environmental ed building mm-hmm. is. And, right. Um, so last year, the, the friends put in a, a waterless restroom. Yep. Uh, over like 40 grand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to, that will be accessible. It's accessible to, well, it's right now it's closed because of COVID. COVID. Right. And, and the refuge was able to actually put some, some porta pots in there and have the contractor maintain them. And I, I think so far it's going okay. I mean, I mean, this is, so. this is some big news. And I, did, I didn't want to, want to, throw any spoiler alerts out there so you know i'm glad to hear you talk about it and we've already talked about right. it with we, some we other people too you know earlier. and yeah. um you know i th- I, th- I think i think the, the 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 neatest thing again here is that the willingness to give us some opportunity to go yeah. catch snakeheads yeah. you know well, that's, this is the thing know. that i that i want to point out i want to point out that blackwater ha- has done a lot to be proactive to Stay vigilant and to stay the course, which is to minimize the impact of the northern snakehead in the refuge. So that being said, you know, hats off to everybody involved in that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is big. I mean, this isn't something little. No. I mean, this is the thing people don't understand. You know, people, you know, we got a lot of negative Nancys out there that want to leave a comment about that, leave a comment about this. You know, the work that we're doing that nobody sees going on here. You know, on our own time with our own money and our own stuff is ridiculous, and and the same with Mr. Rick here. Yeah, and and same thing. And, and my point is that you know, look at what we're accomplishing here together, mm-hmm. as opposed to being that negative Nancy out there trying to throw a wedge in something every other comment. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's just like when we, when we met with the county. Yeah, I mean, to- totally, guy. You know, we got we got a lot accomplished that morning, and, and told him, you know, Eddie's got a store and and a a young young child and another one on the way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have time to fish. You and I both have boats. We don't need to fish off of bridges. Right. You know, we're we're doing it for for the cause and for right. people to have a place to come and enjoy. Every, stuff. Everybody and, thinks that we're doing this and we're making millions yeah. of dollars off of it. That is the most hilarious <laughs> thing of all of this. You Show know me I mean? the money. More than anything, we are doing this to help others. That's the bottom yeah, line. It's I, not so much about filling our pockets, our driving goal. a Cadillac Escalade and. Dubs or whatever right. down the road. You <laughs> our know, our number one goal has always been to build a better angler. Yeah, and so and that's people forget that. So, and yeah. and that's yeah. the thing. I mean, I mean, think about it. We got we got Rick here. We got Marsha coming back. We got Joe coming back. We got Andy Harris wants to be on the podcast. Mister Jay Newcomb wants to be on the podcast. I mean, a lot of things are changing here, and 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 this is all direct result of us working together and not against each other. And that's that's the point I want to keep. Nailing away at every time, you know. We're not getting anywhere by putting more roadblocks up. We're That's getting right. we're getting places by taking all these stumbling blocks that are being presented to us and turning them into stepping stones for the future of this fishery. That's the bottom line. You well, know what I'm we're, while we're on that subject, you can talk about the parking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and touch on that real quick. So we we talked. I think we talked about it last week too. The plan basically is is to have one side of the roads opened up at all these different spots along Maple Dam to Corsi Bridge, Draw Bridge, all these different spots everybody knows. The plan is to lift the new parking signs from one side 
and keep the traffic flowing through the other side so there's no impediment. So there's always at least one lane open. And so I think I'm not exactly sure when, when that's supposed to happen. So Well, there's, there's a little bit uh, more to it than just opening it up. Right. And, and anybody that's parked on the sides of those roads know that you're at about oh, yeah. probably a 20-degree angle <laughs> towards the ditch when you park there. And, and that was one of the things that, that we talked when we met with the county that they, they agreed as well is, is to maybe build those shoulders up a little bit so you're comfortable getting off of the road. Right. You don't have to worry about sliding down in the ditch. And, and it's going to take a little time. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure Mr. Roy Bradshaw is not very happy about that because if people can't get stuck in the ditches, that means we can't get them out of there. Oh, there's I'm still sorry, plenty Mr. deer Roy. running around the <laughs> But, yeah, you know, and it was a good meeting. It I, was. I, don't, I, don't, I think, I think the biggest thing sometimes. that everybody needs to just keep in mind right now at this point is if you're going to park somewhere, make sure both make sure all your tires are off the road. That's right. Okay, we've had a couple people come on the site and ask about can I park here? Can I park there? I have seen people park at all the places that you have asked me if you can park. And the people that I saw parked there were off the road in a legal manner. And they were not harassed. Now, I do know that there were a couple of vehicles this week that were not off the road. And they got a ticket. And that's rightly deserved because we've been saying now for five weeks. Longer than that. I mean, well, the well, sheriff came to us well, back in April, I think. That's what I'm saying. We've really been now. hammering it. That's what I'm saying since that yeah. post with the sheriff. So maybe it's been more than five weeks. Yeah. But the bottom line is this. We all know how to park a car. If you don't know how to park a car, <laughs> you shouldn't be driving a car. Well, I mean, that's some places the bottom that, line. That's the whole thing. That's what we yep. met with them about. There's some places you cannot yeah. get right. off the road without getting that in the that we are not going to get open back up. No. So, so, if, so if you have to understand that. If you can't pull all four tires off the road yeah. you're not gonna be able to fish yeah. there point blank period it. not until it not until they get it where you can right and before i forget whoever wants to win this uh raffle ticket today for the uh guided snakehead trip from the midshore fishing club raffle uh comment give me that ticket <laughs> so i don't know i mean i mean the bottom line is is you know i, I think that it's all common sense, man. That's that's really what it all is. It's just all common sense. If you can't park, you can't park. You know what I mean? And if you if you get out of your car and you look and your tire is that far on the blacktop, then you probably should get that off of the blacktop. That's all I'm going to say. You know, yep. I mean, we have one guy this week that, you know, literally I saw the picture of the tire and – Dude, look, man, you can cry all you want. You were on the blacktop, okay? Whether it was an inch and a half or an inch, you were still on the blacktop. So, I mean, yellow that's line, just yellow line. Yeah. That's it. Well, what's, your, what's your famous saying, Eddie? Nine, you're fine. The cop told me one time when he pulled me over. He said, nine, you're fine. Ten, you're mine. So. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, folks. I mean, use your brain here, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it was just ask me where the fire is. <laughs> <laughs> um. A lot of folks are asking about some tournaments. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about some? Let's just touch on it. So, so we have discussed doing some pop up tournaments here in the next right. month or two or three, and we're going to be working on some of that. Um, it's not going to be anything of the extraordinary level. It's just going to be a bunch of us having fun, catching snakeheads, and doing our part to make a difference. And we'll have a party when we're done. Yep. So, uh, you know, maybe what we'll do is uh, a lot of people are asking about this, and I, I'm kind of thinking about how we might want to do this. So. A guy the other day messaged me, and he was saying, hey, man, how about, how about a snakehead cook-off? So I don't know how we would do that with social distancing and things like that at this time. You know what I mean? But I like the idea that this guy, it Scott, was getting a bunch of people down here and have a snakehead tournament slash cook-off, right. all kind of the same thing. 
So I don't know how it would work if each individual had their own grill in their truck, like on the side of the road cooking something. I don't know. So look, so so we're going to look into that too and see what we can do maybe with something like that. That would be a lot of fun, I think, to do something along them lines so you could make the best snakehead dish in the world snake or whatever. Snakehead chili. You know, we, we, we give away a belt for the best uh, sna- the world champion <laughs> snakehead. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, uh, a belt with uh, a frying pan on it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, there you go. Yeah, with a snakehead underneath it. Bam! There no, I'm go. just kidding. No. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, what, what else do you want to talk about? Um, Gary, do you want to talk about any fishing this week that you did or any lures that you used this week that you thought were better have, than anything? Or what's I have going not. On? I, I went Monday with Marsha, came back, went to work, went this morning with Rick. And, and uh, Kathy came back, went to work for a little while, and I've got trips all day tomorrow, all day Saturday, and all day Sunday. So, so let's talk about your availability because we do know you got some availability going on. And I want to talk a little bit about the, the trip that you kind of offer to the public. You know, this isn't really a let's go out and catch 3,000 fish. This is a let's go out and let's try to get to the dragon's lair. We know where some big yeah. fish are. We're going to try to put you there and get you that double-digit dragon so you can be an official dragon slayer here in Dorchester yeah. County. So we do know that, that you've got – you know, some opportunities coming up. You've got some availability coming up. So tell the folks real quick how they can get in touch with you, you know, to schedule a trip with you, Gary. You know, oh, you so. can message me on uh, Blackwater's Edge, or you can call me, uh, just leave me a message on my phone. My number is 410-463-0172. Hell yeah, I've been um, trying to get his new phone number for weeks, folks. Now I got it, 2 or 3 o'clock this morning. I'm going to be going like crazy on that yeah, thing, buddy. It was new no, 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you did lose yeah. your phone though and had to get a new oh, one. Oh yeah, well, I got a new phone. No, no. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's in it well, perfect example. Saturday's trip I have actually the fellow I'm going with tomorrow just called me a little while ago, so I've got to get back with him. But um Saturday morning and Sunday morning's trip, quarter after five in the morning we're gonna meet, probably fish till nine thirty, ten o'clock. And and, and come back and, and, and siesta till about four. And, and for go the, back out. And for the angler that's going with you, I mean what what are we doing? Are we throwing lures all day? Oh, are we throwing bait? Yeah. What, I'm I'm not throwing with bait right now. And and here's the thing. You're not gonna go out and catch forty snakeheads right now. Maybe if you catch a little run right. of them coming under a bridge and you got some minutes, but not casting. It's just they're laying up underneath of the bank and, and, and if you're considering it I would highly recommend if you can hit a bucket at 40 feet, three out of five tons with a with a lure casting. Go out in your backyard and set up a bucket and start casting if you want to go because it is it's 90 percent of it or, or more right now is presentation. You've got to and, hit them on the head. And there, you there will be not. starting your snakehead casting class in a few weeks, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably one of the things we should do at one of the tournaments, is, especially for the kids. Have a casting contest That'd be for cool. the kids. Well, we plan on having that at, at the at festival, the festival yeah. and so that that got nixed. So, but yeah, it's it's real important to be able to hit where you're casting because they're just they're particular right now. And Gary, what do you charge? Uh, hundred seventy five for for a day for one person, three hundred for two. That's that's pretty, that's a pretty good rate right there, buddy. You ain't riding in my boat less than five hundred a half a day. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, but it's a good time. If you want to see some nature, you're probably going to see what. Dozen or more eagles. Oh yeah, easily. You know what I want to ask Rick while we got him here? Nutria, <coughs> nutria, nutria. People still yeah. talk about nutria. Do we have any nutria here at all? Well, to the best of our knowledge at the moment, we'll say no. We haven't caught any. Uh, I, I know just about a month ago, uh, I, the folks, the Department of Agriculture folks over at the refuge. 
uh, we're we're building platforms, and actually we saw one today. They're brand new. Yeah, they're brand new, and and so what what they're doing um, now is is basically looking for scat. Uh, they they have dogs over there that are trained to to wow. uh, find nutria scat, and I think some of these traps they they put a wire on to try to snag hair if the nutria gets up on the platform. Um, They've come a long way. I mean, years ago, the Friends of Blackwater actually supported that program for, for many, many years. Um, we used to get donations every year to, to put towards it. and, and uh, That's when Steve was here, Steve Kendra. Yeah. Back in yeah, those days. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, so then we, you know, we, years ago, they used to try to, once they got the population down so far, they we put radio collars. They trapped some and put radio collars on them to, to lead them back to, like we call it the Judas Project, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was uh, somewhat successful. But now they're they're having real good success. The 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 Department of Agriculture, they their team, they they have quadrants set up for for the the shore, and they look at so many of them. I guess each year. And uh, they they monitor. It's continuous monitoring. You know, there's you always worry about. They don't always have access to private property, so right. that, that's if if there's an outbreak, that's probably where it's going to be. On private property. Yeah. So it's it's a constant. Monitoring. You just hear lots of we, rumors. We haven't all. seen. We haven't seen. I know at, at the refuge. I know for a few years. I don't know yeah. the exact. Uh, Carl Musser, or uh, excuse me, Carl Dunnett, Carl Dunnett was telling me last fall. I was asking him. It's it's been a long time. We're still looking, and there's probably still some around. But uh, yeah. so far, actually, I thought I saw one in April, and it wasn't. It was it was a uh, beaver, but I uh, thought it was one. And I told him they went down and checked it out, and it was a beaver. So so if we could work on getting the the nutrient numbers down, we should be able to. Uh, we shouldn't have any problem getting snakehead numbers down, it's right? It's not that easy. Yeah, well, I'm just <laughs> thinking right program. now. Just Nature don't have a place to hide. After what Rick just said, if we build some snakehead piers up out of the ground with some ramps, you know, we can at least find. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we're, we're I mean, we still, the, the, the kennels that, that were built over at the refuge, they were by the maintenance shop there. Uh, friends donated air conditioners for the, the dogs. <laughs> so, and uh, I think some of the, the little bit of money we had left, we told him to put towards dog food. You're going to be getting a call from my dog tonight. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Can I come live there? Yeah. Hey, my Kathy, <coughs> Kathy wants to put one in the chicken coop. So. <laughs> <laughs> What else can can you think of anything else, Eddie, that that we've been asked this week that we might want to touch on? I mean, I'm just no, I think about it, about covers everything we we were looking at this week. So, you think anything, Gary? That, that no, I just uh, I will say one thing: if, if anybody's interested in fishing, about the middle of August is going to be about it for me because I'm gearing up for the go. Oh yeah, deer hunting after that. <laughs> Once sicker open, Gary's well, done fishing. <laughs> and, well, and even before because we start baiting and all, and, and <clears throat> where where I go. Part of where I go snakeheading is is where I hunt. So tough to have two That's right. two vices. <laughs> <laughs> but in the real world, if we tap out with our limit the first three days, then we're back in the water running, gunning, catching oh, snakeheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I thought about doing doing some guiding, but for for 
sick of deer, but the problem is Blackwater black won't let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't want to get doing yeah, none of that. Don't want to make the feds mad. No. Now, I will say, before before you get into Sunday Fun Day, we do have the Angler Spotlight of the Week oh, that we want to so do. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So, so Eddie started a new thing that we wanted to do here, you know, with just us three here. So, Eddie, tell a little bit how we're going to select this Angler so of the Week. It's not we're by doing, likes, not yeah, by nothing. What we're doing is... is Every week, we're going to go through Snakehead Life. We're going to pick our favorite picture out of Snakehead Life that was submitted during that week. You don't have to do anything special. We're going to go through all the pictures that were put on Snakehead Life. And me, Gary, and Kaz, we're going to pick our favorite picture. That's going to be our angler spotlight of the week, and we're going to give them a free SnakeheadLife.com sticker. A free sticker at a half price. (laughs) Now let's do it. We'll do it for free. So this week, we've got uh, Joel Leaf. With his, with that was a good picture. That's a great picture. Yeah, so, we like that picture so a lot. So, Joel, Joel, get up with one of us, and we'll get you your free Snake at Life uh, yeah, You can pick it up sticker. either here at one of the crab stand places or whatever you want to do. But, yeah, that was a yeah. good picture. We we, yeah. we looked at a lot of them. You know, we like that We like that 15-pounder. We like that yeah, one that for sure. Yeah, that was a good new PV, yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't that we didn't necessarily like a picture or not. It's just uh, just what we thought looked uh, pretty pretty good. Yeah. Just ended up being, being our favorite picture of the week. That's all. So the, there's there's no, no qualifications, no judgments. Just whatever our favorite picture of the week is. So, and you get a free sticker. So, Kaz, I think it's time, Mister Rick. Before we go today, is there anything that you want to say before we wrap this thing up to the I, public? I, I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity to sit here with you. And uh, we appreciate you coming uh, in. You know, if if you're interested in in supporting the refuge, join the Friends of Blackwater. Uh, you can do it online. Go on friendsofblackwater.org. Uh, right now, we need all the help we can get. You know, it's things have been kind of slow. Our, our gift shop at, at the visitor center is kind of our bread and butter. Uh, <laughs> it's been closed since. No bread or butter. So, 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 look, so, look, so look, folks, if you want to help out, you can do the same thing that I did a few weeks back here and. I didn't even know we could do things like this. I told Eddie, you know, just popped up on a post that I made and asked me that I want to. Select a nonprofit to or, or, or to raise money for, and unknowingly, yeah. I just typed in Friends of Blackwater to see if it came up, and sure enough, it did. So I put that in with that post, and I think that's you know at least a, a lot of hundreds of dollars were do donated. With, I know um, that. So with Amazon Prime, yes, yeah. So it's uh, there. You go. Yeah, Anybody's got Amazon Prime, you can pick that for your charity. I think you type in smile.amazon. Yeah, I think that's the way you do it, and then you pick yeah. your charity. Smile.amazon. So you just, just pick your uh, Friends of Blackwater, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think it's one percent or. Okay, half, half of 1%. Yeah, something like that, and then it goes toward, directly to the Friends of Black. You do like 3 or 4 yeah. billion a year? Yeah. <laughs> well, you well, got to well, get everybody actually, signed up. We actually just got on there. I know we got like 5 bucks so far. It's so. <laughs> good to build an 8 mile pier on Blackwater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You got to understand that the more money that we raise, the more opportunities that we can ask and maybe be presented. You know? Right, yeah. The, the more the more money we can raise for Friends of Blackwater, yeah. it goes towards giving everybody more fishing opportunities for snakeheads. Well, and it's not just fishing. You yeah, know, no. all, all the projects, everything, everything camera projects, uh, buildings, yeah. research. And, and, and the hunting, and, I mean, you, you know, Blackwater... All the hunt areas, I don't even know what the acreage oh adds up to. It's probably I think Marcia said the other 12, day, they have 30,000 acres, and I think she said it's it's like 13,000 that's huntable. It's yeah. about half, yeah, is what yeah. she was saying. Yeah. Mr. Tim Robinson said, uh, I'm so glad the new cheer gone. They did a lot of damage to the marsh. Yes, Tim, we are too. Ooh. We are, buddy. Made a lot more water. And, 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 while, and while I'm wild on my mind, I do want to just give Tim a little shout-out and thank him for the help that he's given us, you know, with uh, – mm-hmm. 
Tim Robinson oh, yeah. from from up, up at the county went with us in. And I think we have another county council meeting coming up, don't we, on the 21st? Is that what somebody was saying? Or am 21st I right? or 28th, I can't remember. So I think we're going to be at that, correct? We're gonna, yeah, um, I think so. Maybe. So, so uh, if we need any support, we'll reach out and let the community know. Um, but definitely we're going to revisit that and make sure that we're taking care of the parking stuff. Yep. So with all that said and done, I think that it's time. It's now. It's the Sunday Fun Day Giveaway. All right, folks, look. Look, from our good friends over at Mepslores, look. We love Mepslores. You love Mepslores. Everybody loves Mepslores. And look, the more you promote and the more you plug Mepslores, the more chances you get to win a beautiful lure like that from the Meps group. So look, uh, Leroy, you have been putting in a lot of pictures of Meps with your kids. You've been putting in a lot of work. We're really proud of you. So boom, we're going to give you one of these Meps this week, Leroy. And then uh, Robert Moffitt, I think he lives down here somewhere. We're going to give you one of these uh, Meps lures too. You can come here and you can pick that. Uh, Before we get into anything... You know, I want that shirt. I want that shirt. Look, here we go. Uh, Jason Garrison, boom. There's Kapow! your shirt, buddy. All right, so you can pick that up down here at Wolford Store. You can make arrangements with me to get that at one of the craft stand locations. And uh, I want that ticket. Mr. Uh, Christopher Knob. we're going to put your name in the raffle for that snakehead trip. So hopefully you will get that, my friend. All right, look for my good friend, Eris Matos, out there at WickedStickers.com. Look, folks, if you need anything for your business, pens, hats, shirts, I don't care what you need, toilet paper with your name on it, we'll make it for you. All right, so look, Teresa Fry. We're going to give you that Wicked Stickers, the Crab Stand prize pack this week. Uh, From the Stonebridge Grill, my good friend Mitch. Mitch can cook anything. Look, I'm telling you right now, I had him cook some uh, hog ears last week. They were the best hog ears I ever had in my life. I didn't even know you could eat hog ears. Let me tell you what. Hog ear tacos? Yeah, folks, that's the stuff right there. Look, Stonebridge Grill is going to give you a $20 gift ticket. And remember, they are open for dine-in with social distancing. The deck is open and carry-out is also available. And the liquor store is also open, too. And it's right by the Crab Stand. So when you grab your crabs, you're going to get your beer, and you go home and do everything that you want to do. So from the Stonebridge Grill, we're going to give a $20 gift card to Brandy Charney. You get that gift Kapow! card. From my good friend Steve Rogers out there at Outlaw Barbecue in Carroll County. Look, if you haven't had barbecue from Outlaw, look, you just have not had barbecue. It's that simple. Look, he's doing crab cakes this week. He's doing tacos this week. He's doing all kinds of uh, uh, the bread pudding uh, cakes that we like here at the Delicious. Wolford store. You know, so you can get some of that from out there at Outlaw Barbecue. And he's going to give a $20 gift card to Laurie Ann and you get Kapow! that gift card from out there, Steve. Look, the crab stand. Home of the guaranteed number one Maryland crab. That's all we sell are Maryland crabs. 100% guaranteed Maryland crabs from caught right here on the eastern shore in the little Chop Tank River, the Honga River, the big Chop Tank River. Look, we got the good stuff here on the eastern shore. So when you want big-ass crabs, you got to come to the crab stand. Look, from the crab stand this week, I'm going to give away a dozen crabs to each of these folks. All right, a mixed dozen crabs. Bar Burger. Kapow! Patrick Butler. Kapow! Joyce Monford. Kapow! Michelle Smith. Kapow! All of you get a dozen free guaranteed Maryland crabs. And look, folks, you know, we leave you every week with our little crabby jingle. Look, when I come into the gas station get gas and these kids run up and they're singing these songs, does nothing but put a smile on my heart. I can tell you that right now. So, uh, so look, let's leave you out here at Blackwater's Edge today with a little crabby jingle from the crab stand. Eddie and Gary, would you guys like to sing this with me? Absolutely not. Gary? Rick? I don't know it. Okay. <laughs> hey, that means he's uh, eligible next week. I See you next week. That's great. <laughs> All right, so look, folks, so here it is the Krabby Jingle from the Crab Stand. My crabs, they have three first names. It's heavy, full, and fat. My crabs, they have a fourth name. Absolutely mustard packed. So if you ask me where they're from, they're all from right here on the Eastern Shore, folks. I just told you all that. <laughs>
They're guaranteed Maryland number ones. At the crap stand, here's a fact I know for sure you're coming back. Kapow! Kapow! And Kapow! We'll see you next week, folks.